You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Neil Crabtree. Just in so abruptly. Got to do some fading out on that one. And welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. It is me, Bark again, and to my left is Arms. Good morning. And to my right, afternoon. And to my right is uh, the new intro guy, Neil. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Howdy, neighbor. Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> All right. I messed that up. Thanks for joining us yet again. We are live on Twitch. We are live on YouTube. And of course, we're going to be hitting your favorite podcast app in approximately about 12 hours. So thanks for joining us. What you can expect from tonight's episode, this morning's episode, whenever it is that you're listening, is uh, it, it's all about free agency. It's all about the moves, the trades, the signings, uh, the implications, and and where we see these guys. The, the in, mass chaos that occurred. Yes. And, and the non-signings, obviously. And the non-signings, and where we see them in fantasy i think i think this, would be a good a good thing to talk about too. this is beautiful can can we lead with something else uh? oh we don't have to go straight into it <laughs> i like to let the listeners know what they're getting into oh, so, with so the you're, episode you're, you're the preface you're the uh, table I, of contents yes i am that what goes small, on the title i'm that small paragraph that you read before starting page one of the book okay i'm the cheating page it's the preface i'm the page where you cheat and figure out what it's all about preface preface Okay. Whatever. I'm not an English scholar. Neither am I. I just want to do some pracky, bros. Some some practice. Talking about practice? Pracky. No, it, it, it's football related. It's actually NFL related. But the Kareem Hunt suspension finally comes down. Eight games. All of a sudden. So we're sitting at a, at a point where Kareem Hunt is going to be healthy. Bell's on midway through a season playing for a new contract. It's about what we expected, though. You no, know, I figured. Six. I mean, that's that's what we. I thought ten. I, I thought it was going to be ten. I think a bigger thing is they kind of counted it maybe as being a whole year. See, I figured they uh, gave him kind of a time because half of half of last year. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. I Means so that you're looking at a year. I mean, lost money. I mean, a hot take. If he was a Patriot, he'd be going for like two years or something. But yeah, yeah, right. Because there'd be a scandal right. beside the scandal. But I mean. So Kareem Hunt's at this uh, this amazing point to where everyone is still who, a lot of drafts going on right now. 
Nick Chubb's off the board at the end of the first round or the beginning of the second round, regardless, even with Kareem Hunt. But now they the owners are finding out that just in time to get screwed for the playoffs, Kareem Hunt returns. Healthy. Mm-hmm. Fresh-legged. So, I mean, if if Nick Chubb has any issues, they can rest him because they have a back just as talented. Nobody here at this table is a Browns fan, but I'm pretty sure everybody's excited. We're all kind of Browns fans. Like, we're, we are, I, we're riding that Mad Max bandwagon that Arms posted. <laughs> we're, we're coming in with pitchforks. Like, I've got Pan my Miami Dolphins tattoo, but I also got a Browns one on the other arm. We're like, Cleveland! It's exciting Ohio. times, regardless of who you are. By the way, it really is. Mad I'm Max. sick of watching teams suck, and I'm sick of watching Patriots be good. So the Browns are like a breath of fresh air into the league. But I love be, it. But before everyone gets too excited... Now, too late. I, I believe in Baker. I do. <laughs> Me too. I've liked Baker. I, I said this before last year's draft. That, well, a few years back, the Eagles created this super team, and I think they missed the playoffs. You know, just, what, what super team are we talking about? Who, oh, who are they the end pieces? Up, they end up with uh, a couple stud free agent uh, cornerbacks. I think it was when they had Michael Vick. I feel like they added a running back in, the, in that time. Like Namdi Asamoah yeah. went over there, I think. Yeah. He, he met old school Freddie Jackson, by the way. But then. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, no, they, they, Freddie Jackson they, or Freddie Mitchell? Oh, yeah. That's Fred X, Fred, wasn't it? Fred yeah. X. Yeah. But they had this super team, and it was the hot pick to get to the Super Bowl, and like nothing. It was a terrible team. There was, no, there was no chemistry, and, and I don't think this is the same, but it's just, different. just temper your expectations I think a little bit. I think it's different because the fact is they were already on the upswing at the end of the season. And I think that they have one of the best natural leaders in the game. And I'll see him get pushed around either. Oh, no. He will not be divified, I guess. No, I, I can tell you right now. And one nice thing that you have, and I know a lot of people will say, well, they've also got the wide receiver coach from LSU. You got Landry. Beckham, teammates in college, right? Drafted at the same time. Both perennial, realistically, perennial top six, seven receivers usually. Same QB coach too, correct? I don't know about that. But I, they, as, they, a, as a former QB coach. Gotcha. But everyone's like, well, they got the LSU receiver coach. I'm like, they weren't that good at LSU. <laughs> no. Like there was no production. Which What receiver is? I, I know, you're right. right. You're I mean, absolutely right. That's why we like DJ Chark so much. Yeah. Because LSU's offense was terrible. DJ Chark has a chance to to be a really good receiver in the NFL. So, But but you're right, Landry and Beckham. When Beckham got drafted, like I knew about him a little, but I was like, oh, that's a bad, that's a bad pick Think about right how there. many good um, receivers came out of, you know, Georgia Tech too. True, Calvin Jones. In those systems. Mary Thomas. As saying, it's like. It's never a majoring check for anything. Yeah, so I mean, it's just don't don't crown the Super Bowl champion Browns yet. No, no, you. They, Let's not we crown have to see. North champs. We, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, I don't know either. See, the, I'll stamp that. You, we, what we got to talk about? The Steelers are an organization. They're not just a team, right? They continuously do things to improve their locker room. They're now, lesser Patriots, but yeah, in yeah the same you're way. You're right. You're right. I mean, if you think about it, though. It's going to be hard for the Browns to not win the division. You're right. But also, like, the the Ravens, they move on from Flacco. Argue, I mean, I I like Lamar Jackson. I like him a lot. I think he's uh, I think he's got a good arm and I obviously has the mobility. We all know that. But you add Mark Ingram. So, oh, yeah. That, I they've mean, improved that's a That's an upgrade from Gus Edwards. They don't have any receivers, though. Yeah. And I mean 
none yet. Like, who are they, who are they going to have? You they, can't, you can't start they rookie. you can't another, start rookies. They signed another tight end. Like, you draft three of them last year, and you sign another tight end. Are what? you talking about them just re-signing Nick Boyle? I, I thought, why did I think Boyle was a, uh, uh, a lion last year? There was a, there was a Boyle that played for Lions a few years ago. But don't they have like faith in Hurst at all? Why should they? He Hayden. sucks. Mark I Andrews he's hurt sucks, though, but but Mark Andrews Mark definitely Andrews looks like he can end. handle the job. And I, I said that during the draft. I'm like, Mark Andrews is the better tight end out of the two, and he's not forty. Not forty coming out of college. I mean, I don't think I don't think uh, Hunter Hunter Hayden Hurst Helmsley hey, is that old either. Quadruple H is he's older for the position, older for a rookie. Quad H. Quadruple H, Prep- Preparation H. <laughs> Hunter Hayden Hurst hemorrhoids. But no, I, all I'm saying is that's still going to be a tough division to win. I, I do think that the Bengals are in bad, bad shape. I think they've got six losses. I mean, before they play out of their division, they've got six losses. They have a lot of questions on defense, too. I mean, the, that whole linebacking core is a question in Cincinnati. A lot uh, of that will be, be gotten into probably after the losers. Because I have a lot to say about them, at least. Yeah, that's a tough. That's if you really think about it, that's that's a tough division. Yeah, that's a really tough division. You've got an experienced, moderately successful quarterback at at the bottom with Andy Dalton, and you know you've got a they've got a stud receiver, they've got a good running back, they've got good pieces. I don't know if they they're a complete team by any stretch of imagination. It pains me to hear people put him at the bottom too. I think he's actually really solid and just not given. I'm talking in that division. Yeah. Ben Baker, like I don't think that right now there's an argument that those are that's one. It's two. really sad. I would take Lamb Jack over him right now. I'm, I'm taking Lamar <laughs> over Jackson. What? Wait, over Lamar Dalton. over who? Ever Dalton. Ever Dalton is oh, absolutely, but absolutely. A lot of excitement coming out of all the teams, and then you I'm excited get, about everybody. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be an exciting season. Yeah, there's a lot of changes. Everybody's excited. The NFL has went trade crazy here I, lately, and I and I love it. This is the most exciting off season I have. The free agency and trade period I've ever seen. Well, not if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, but yeah, otherwise I agree with you 100%. Now, before we dig into some trades, because I want to start out with the trades that have happened first, then we'll dive into free agency. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Best song, artist, or album you have heard in the past couple months, Arms. Like a new one? Yes. Something you've listened to in the past couple months. You didn't listen to before the new Weezer album. You like that? Yeah. Oh man, dude, okay. I like Weezer. I like the. Uh, I love the, Weezer. Their rendition on all the the remakes, dude. There's, it's You're, pretty good. Uh, okay, mm. okay. You're talking about that the, the, the remake, the Teal album. album, was it? Yeah, that's yeah, good. I like that one. They came out with the Black album. I've not just heard a that few yet. weeks ago. It's god awful. My last episode of anyone else actually was about the Black album, so I was like, really no, odd no, that you the, brought that. I think up. it's a Teal album. I. I I don't know. I, Two just, albums, great. Just, that, is, that is good stuff. So many songs that you're familiar with. And I, I've always been the, the sucker for the remake. Like, the remake in an entirely different genre. Like, uh, I Prevail did, uh, was it Blank Space by Taylor Swift? Like, that's good. Like, they are really good. The Wolves did uh, the Cranberry Zombie, song. Yeah. Zombie, like You told me about that um, one. I didn't like it. I See, I, I liked all those remakes. So, I'm, I'm a big fan of Weezer to begin with, but to... Me too. I'm on a kick right now. I was listening to Weezer all day today, just not the Black Album. But so, that's a good choice. That Till Album's fire. Like they didn't try to change it too much. Oh no, they, they just sound like Weezer doing the exact keys, notes, and it, it works. It's really they good. They need Matt Sharp back, huh? 
They need Matt Sharp back. Well, yeah, they do. <laughs> he brought some edge. I agree 100% with that, too. But, Neil, what, uh, just as a little switch up, what's the best thing you've heard in the past couple months? A band called Ghostland Observatory. Ghostland Observatory. And Sounds album, like a video game. It's not. A band, uh, the album that I've listened to is called Paparazzi Lights. Okay. Well, I've got one. I don't know. I've been waiting to tell you about this one all day. You may have already heard it. What's that? But uh, the... The best, the best new thing I've discovered, and I'm still undecided on it, a band called Oozing Wound. I've not heard them. Okay, they got a new album. They're they're called Oozing Wound, and I don't remember what the album's called, but I feel like this should be somewhat death good. metal. No, no, it's either death metal or the same <laughs> genre was, as ICP. I was, don't know who it's, it it's going to be. It was classified as a three piece noise outfit. And it's kind of punk, and it's kind of heavy, and it's kind of screamy, but you can still understand them. It's different. Oozing Wound. I'll have to check it out. Is it on Spotify it. at least? Pro- yeah, I think so. Okay. I-, I think it is. Probably not. Just wanted to throw that curveball <laughs> in there, but I do love the Weezer entry because that uh, I'm on a kick. I just discovered that everything will be all right in the end is their best album. Just discovered that. Great I've album. never listened to a Weezer album front to back. Blasphemy. Like consecutive. I like them, but it's like I'll listen to this song, that song, and I may have listened to a whole album and not realized it was an entire album. If you get what I'm saying, like I know a lot of their songs, but I couldn't tell you what album they're off of. Any I, of them. Yeah, as a child, I listened to the to the first album front to back many, many, many times. Got that off of BMG Music. If you if you guys can remember oh, that, oh, like Columbia, the, yeah. the whole uh, you know, pay a few cents, get twelve albums, and then we'll go from there. Kind right. of right. I loved it. Nice. They don't do anything like that anymore. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's dig in first to some of the trades. I'm going to start out new to old. So Ryan Tannehill traded to the Titans uh, from Miami. Miami gets a fourth round next year, a seventh this year. Tennessee gets a sixth this year. And a ton and, of free cap space, by the and way. And Ryan Tannehill, yeah. And Miami gets a ton of free cap space. And Luke Falk... And some other joker is the only quarterbacks on the roster. <laughs> some cardboard cutout. Some cardboard, yeah, cardboard <laughs> hero. So, oh man, little Rog Harder reference there. But anyway, so so that happened. Uh, implications? Do, do are there any? I think that there are, but I, I feel like if Tannehill becomes a starter, it actually upgrades the skill players for the Titans. I don't like Mariota. I don't either. I mean, we've made that pretty clear on the show. I mean, his he's not a great passer. He's not a prolific passer. And I'm not sitting here trying to, you know, beat the uh, the drum for Ryan Tannehill. What I'm trying to do is bury Marcus Mariota. He's, he, his career is, it's been on a downward swing after his rookie year. Honestly, he's not progressed like a player like him should have. Was well, number one, number two pick? Well, yeah, like, yeah. He should have, he should have. He's swinging a miss for a franchise quarterback. He's a swing and a miss. Well, for when he is healthy, he's kind of he's kind of iffy. Yeah, I think it's actually. I agree with that. I think it's actually like Titans are secretly like really really scary. If they actually if Tannehill actually comes in and is actually like above a C, they have a good run. They have good running backs. They just got Humphreys, Corey Davis. They have decently. That's decent offense. Yeah, yeah. Adam Humphreys, Corey Davis, Derrick Henry kind of broke out. And Deion Walker's Lewis, still there too, correct? Deion Lewis is pretty good. Yeah, Johnny he's coming Smith. off a lost season, but that could be a you know 
I mean, that could, be a lot of, that could be a lot of reasons why, but you can't deny that when Mariota goes down this year, Tannehill is much better than anything that it's, has been it's, behind. It's, it's when he goes down, yeah. Yeah, it's when. Uh, but see, the same thing could be said for Tannehill. When Tannehill goes down, who's gonna who's who's next? <laughs> I mean, I'm not crowning him the uh, South champions. No, but I think it's, I think it's. But it's I nice. I think they're going to be in the mix. Honestly, I feel like if if Tannehill gets the starting job somehow. I think they have an opportunity to be in the mix because they were they, last year. Yeah, they were in the mix with Marcus Friggin Mariota and whoever his replacement was half the season. Is that our new name for Marcus Friggin Mariota? <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of the time you said his name, you said Marcus Friggin Mariota. MFM. MFM. I like it. Should we call him Eminem? Every Titans fan nah. thinks that, though, right? Uh, not all of them. I, I know of one. How does Neville uh, think about him? Stephanie on Twitter. I, I know of you, Miss Stephanie, Titans fan. That's a big, uh, you post some Mar- Mariota highlights, which I think there's seven of them. <laughs> Did but... you post the same th- <laughs> same three gifts over think, and over I, again? I think, I think it is. She that's finds like, videos is, somewhere. Is there's it a like video the vault. Sammy Watkins truthers are like, look at this. He smoked Patrick Peterson. It's like. He had a good last year. I love him. Patrick Sammy. Peterson fell down yeah, and God. it was his rookie year, you know? Dude, I love Sammy Watkins truthers. They're, they're, what? They're hilarious. All oh, the truthers. Okay, I thought you were saying you love Sammy. No, no, do not love Sammy. But the truthers are like, dude, get him with the good quarterback, Hall of Famer. And I'm like, okay, he had Jared Goff. Go ahead and throw that out there. And then he had the NFL MVP and still didn't put up wide receiver two numbers. That's truth. He's not a superstar. That is truth. Okay, let's let's talk about the bigger one. Uh, we know which this one is. We t- touched on it a tiny bit without saying his name, but we got Beckham. Beckham to the Browns for Jabril Peppers, a first and a third. Uh, Cleveland stole Odell Beckham Jr. They absolutely robbed, and I get it. The Giants were ready to move on, but really? No one no one beat that? No one offered more than that? Like. Seriously, no one offered more than that. Nobody. The question is, who was willing to pay Odell Beckham Jr.? He's already paid. Yeah, I mean, he's that, already paid. But yeah, yeah, who was willing to take on the contract? But and for the, I mean, he. There's times where you question his desire to play the game. I mean, it seems like he doesn't want to be on the field at times. I don't. When, the one time I believe that was the last game last season. Not not wrong guy Brown, but yeah, I never seen out. I never seen that out of OBJ really. I see nothing but passions. Well, I see, like, he's. Two, kind of, I mean, he's kind of a knucklehead. Yeah, but like, two a and, little, not a lot. I don't know the way he chews into the quarter. Correct me if I'm wrong. Odell Beckham Jr. does not have a Super Bowl, right? No. Okay. No, Giants haven't been Super the Bowl only. The only player on that team that's got a Super Bowl ring is Eli Manning, and yet, what do you have? Odell Beckham Jr. basically telling everyone his quarterback's trash. Like, you got to hit me. You got to like get open. I appreciate his honesty. Because he's right. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think he's wrong most of the time. I kind of he kind of reminds me of um, Ocho Cinco. Ocho and at the end, all he cared about was winning. and He thought that him getting the ball was was, was going to win the game for him. confidence. But but then the, you you have the the deep question mark. Is it does he care about winning or does he care about getting stats? I think he cares about winning. I I think Odell Beckham cares about winning. Then why does he need the giant contract? He, he, well, every player he's wants top, the giant. Yeah, he's top every of the game single player. player. I, I know, so. but you know what I mean. Like the most uh, humble guys, Kawhi Leonard, different sport. I know, but the most humble guys want the money. They still want to be. Pay, they still want to know that they're as appreciated as this other joker that got a big contract. Like you're, you're not going to give 
uh, Andre Roberts or wait, that's let's go Cole Beasley. You're not going to give Cole Beasley X amount of money and then tell a guy like Sterling Shepard. No, like you're not worth as much as Cole Beasley. Like you, you just, you just don't do that. I mean, it's, it's about who deserves what. And as petty as it seems, they're they're ruining their bodies and possibly their brains I mean, for a right. game and some money. You know, I, I wouldn't can't call blame that petty. You know what I mean? No, not <laughs> but petty. But they do know what they're signing up for as well. Right, but they also know they're signing up to get a lot of money if they're one of the best in the game. Yeah. I I mean, I, I don't know. There's just – if to see that attitude sometimes frustrates me. It, it often frustrates me. I think it frustrates about anybody, really, but he, there's truth behind the fact that he just wants to win. Listen, he, he really cares. The older, I will tell you, his signing with Cleveland, more than anything, makes me believe that. Like, Oh, yeah. He's happy about it. Because I think that he went to Cleveland to win, whereas I think that Antonio Brown went to the Raiders because they're going to take on his contract and pay him again. And gave him a little more guaranteed money. Yeah. But, I mean, li- listen, listen to what we just got at. You go to Cleveland to win over New York. Arguably. Are you, I mean, oh no, oh it's definite. I mean, they're, Cleveland, they're Cleveland win is more a games much next better year than team. New York. Yeah, on paper for sure, yeah. for sure. I would bet money that it's just for sure. But there's still, I'm, I'm going to stand by this. They're still not a lock to make the playoffs. They're not a lock. That is a good that, that division. Is an ultimate fail if they do not make. The well, playoffs. considering there might be three teams out of AFC West gets in. <laughs> I'd say two and two. two the out South of the, isn't terrible. Two out of the North, two out of the West. Cleveland misses. You know what I mean? It, right. It, it can happen. It, it easily happen. It, yeah. they, it could happen them at 10 and six. It happened before. Yeah. When Anderson had an insane year of Braylon Edwards, 10 and six, didn't oh, make it in. Braylon Edwards. Forgot about that. That's the year when Dolphins knocked the Patriots out of getting in there, too. Love Castle. That. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about the other trade that these two teams made Olivier Vernon to the Browns for Kevin Zeitler. I love it for the Browns, right? Yeah, I mean, well, we Zeitler's about a good lineman. Yeah, he's not—he's not a dumpster. I mean, he's no, good. It was a, that was that was a really good player swap for both teams because New York's got the turnstiles on the line. Yeah. This helps them out. Cleveland has a guy that they've already picked that they want to play in Zeitler's spot. So Vernon is like a reclamation project. Like, hey, you've been one of the best uh, rush ins in the league. Do it again for us, please, in a new place. You know, I With really do across from him too, right? But man, the more and more I look at some of these changes and some of these acquisitions, I hate to imagine that players are kind of laying down and giving up. But Olivier Vernon probably got sick of playing his heart out for a losing Giants it, team. It happens, and it absolutely happens. Odell Beckham probably did take some plays off because he's he knows they're not winning anything. And now that he's motivated in a team that, dude, that Cleveland team with Baker and with Landry, as much fire as they got in their bellies, that's going to be one pumped up team. Like if they don't come out as the most passionate team on the field, 15 out of 16 times next year, something's wrong. So let's let's talk fantasy impact here. Okay. Because I'm on board with... There was none with Tannehill, just to be clear. You're, you're right. <laughs> okay. But... Well, I I think it's if Tannehill gets a starting job, it does help Corey Davis, as you alluded to in the pre-show. And I agree with that. And Humphreys. Yeah, yeah, and Humphreys. Definitely Humphreys. So, Humphreys would Humphreys benefit hugely from Tannehill. So one one thing that I can see here is I think this actually helps Jarvis Landry. 
I agree. Because he's not drawing that number one coverage constantly. I think that, obviously, it's going to help Baker. We, we all know that. It's going to help Nick Chubb. I mean, there's a lot going on here that's going to be, you know, all in all, that the uh, players are going to have a bigger impact. In Joku, even. I was going to say, in Joku, now you only have to throw the ball to him four times a game. He, he only has to drop two of them, but <laughs> yeah. he's still going to get 50 yards downfield. Because well, honestly, it, you, you've got Beckham. Beckham, Chubb, Landry keeping drives going longer, and Joku's probably going to see more targets. Yeah. Because they're probably going to march it all the way down the field many, many more times than they did last year. This is my bold prediction. I think Baker's a top-five quarterback this year. Oh, I agree 100%. And I'm, I think, I'm really high on him. I was high on him before the OBJ. Me too. I think Landry gets back near the top 10. I think he gets back to top. I, I think Landry can sneak to 15. 15, 14, I'm going 13. bold here. Hot takes. Fle- oh, Fuego. man. Got one Fuego. of them guys on the show again. <laughs> no, it's just I, I think that he has an, a chance with – like he's more – he's not a go-up-and-get-it guy. He's more of a possession guy. He's a great possession right. guy. What's your high on him? Like how many receptions? Yards, I could see downs? him get back over 100 receptions the way he was before. Not now. It's, I don't why, see that. Why couldn't he? It's going to be tough. Tell so, me, it, just it's going to be spread around more. Well, I, I see him being like a high 60s, 70s. Maybe eight to nine touchdowns. Here's something. I'm that talking a we... hundred receptions because he's open. You know what I'm saying? Like because you're you're going to have to cover Beckham. You have to. And the the biggest impact on out of all of this is Nick Chubb might average six yards carry this year. If they trade Duke Johnson, I might buy into Jarvis pushing for a hundred. Right. Because not that, was... not that Duke did a whole lot last year. I, I'm that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. There's no clear-cut passing down back on the roster if Duke Johnson is gone before week one, which means they're going to play the short game with Landry and Njoku. So I could buy that if Duke is gone because Duke is still good for 35 to 45 receptions even on a down year. Yeah. So if he's gone, you know, half of those go to Landry, I'd say. So I could buy it then. But I do believe Landry will be much improved. I agree with you there. Duke might actually get you maybe eight points a game for the first half of the season. I am praying they trade him to the Eagles. I am. I am. Please, God, Cleveland, trade Duke to the Eagles. I bought some Duke for, shares. For what? Who cares? For something. Defensive player? I mean. <laughs> sure. Bag of chips or something? Sure. Nate Sudfield. I don't care. <laughs> I, I care less. I just want to see have Duke, a backup quarterback. I want to see Duke take a uh, get a chance somewhere. So I mean, hell, Cleveland's been starting backup quarterbacks for years until last year. So <laughs> right, got to have backup quarterback again. Deshaun Jackson to the Bucks or to the Eagles from the Bucks. Deshaun Jackson goes back to Philly for a sixth. Great, and and the Bucks get a seventh back next year. So it's basically here you go. Here's a free Deshaun Jackson for you, Philly. Great fit. I'm going to trade your $2 scratch off for a $1 scratch off, and you get Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, as a D-Jack center, I'm really happy he went back to the Eagles. I agree. I mean, Golden Tate didn't burn the world up there. They didn't, but, they didn't, but they didn't use him correctly. No, they didn't. But Wentz is much better with deep ball guys. Wallace looked good before he got hurt. Aguilar has looked good as a deep ball guy. Deshaun Jackson's going to look really good with Wentz again. And D-Jax has already said he, he's been around Wentz already, already and he loves him. Exactly. I I don't think it's going to have a huge fantasy impact for DJ. It's better so. than it was. It's a better situation. 
Yeah, I, I think it's no. a sustainable situation. Whereas he fell off a cliff with the Buccaneers, I think you can. I think you can safely start Djax as your wide receiver three more often than not. Okay, I mean, I what a, I I don't see him having those high points like he had last year. Nowhere like, near those. It, it like it, but he might be consistently in the seventy-yard range per game. But a lot of that more was consistently. a lot of that was with the with the Buccaneers. He'd have one, two receptions, seventy yards, and a touchdown. That's what it was. And I've seen a lot of that. And hopefully, it's like I said. Hopefully, it's like the but five, the, six receptions or something but like that. They were also scoring, you know, forty-five and fifty points a game whenever he was doing that. I, 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 mean, I, that's I, my thought. I need him as wide receiver three too. So that's good, exciting news for I, me. I'm not going to let your love for Djax. I've loved him for a long time. Blind me, you know, put blinders on me to think yeah. he's going to be stuck. His colored glasses, trust and, me. But. And he's getting older. You know, a step, a lost step for a guy like that would be a huge impact in his game. Okay, let's uh, let's dive into these free agent signings real quick. Well, not real quick. That's going to be the bulk of the show. We're not going to talk about the other trade. Antonio Brown's the only other one. Did we not touch on that on the last episode? Nope, nope. We talked about it hours before it happened. So you're right. Antonio Brown, that's the last big one, at least according to my trade yeah. tracker. And uh, I have no problem with it. If I'm an Antonio Brown owner, I'm in no rush to hurry up and get rid of him. I mean, Derek Carr is going to pepper him with targets. And I, I really, I, I again, I don't think Brown's going to be a top three receiver. But I think he'll be five to ten, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I think he's going to have a fine year. The the difference between Antonio Brown and Amari Cooper is the consistency. Like Cooper can have huge games, but you, Antonio Brown's going to have nine receptions. You know what I mean? Not drop, yeah, not drop can, seven out. freaking balls. So Brown's, <laughs> you're going to have everything you wanted Cooper to be in Oakland. That's what Brown actually is. How now, happy are you as a Raiders fan? Yeah. I listen. I just said it before. I'll just trust what John Gruden does. He he's a Super Bowl champion. I, I, I mean, you just acquired one of the best wide receivers that's ever played the game for a song to dance. Yeah, I mean, we get rid of Cooper for a first rounder, and, and we you get, probably don't care about their cap situation. No, I'm not paying the bills. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Mike Mayock seems confident about it. I'm not paying the bills there, but you know, you acquire one of the best receivers in the game for what a third and a fifth. You know, so let me get this straight. Kind of in way cheaper than Beckham, and in, they got Beckham cheap. In principle, you got Antonio Brown and a first rounder for Amari Cooper, a third and a fifth. That's a win. That's if, a net if, win. If you look at it from that perspective, like this, no numbers involved. That's crazy. If yeah. it was even up, if you got Antonio Brown for Amari Cooper, because he got Brown, Brown in the first for Cooper and a third and a fifth. That's. Now, obviously, that's not how it, how it entirely shook out. Exactly. If you look at it from that way, is what I'm saying. But at its core, that that's that's kind of basically what it was. So now you have three first-rounders. You can damn near build a defense with three first-rounders. Oh, that's it, what they're going to do, too. And they still have four picks in the first two days. They've got they've got three first-rounders this year. Yeah, but four, they did have five in the first two days, I think, down it, the four. It's, it's quite – well, I don't, know, I don't know their entire pick situation, but it sounds right. I mean, just you got a lot. They've got a lot of opportunity to build this year with some solid players. Oh, you know, they, like, they could take a massive jump. Not, not to mention something we didn't talk about quite yet. Tyreek Hill possibly being in trouble, possibly getting suspended. Sadly, hurts not only Mahomes a little bit, but it hurts the Chiefs. We're talking a Chiefs team with no Kareem Hunt, no Tyreek Hill. 
the Raiders have opportunity there. The Raiders also added Tyrell Williams, who's been I underutilized. Was waiting to get there. Well, we're <laughs> talking about the Raiders, so might, okay. might as well bring it up. So I like the signing, especially after Jordy Nelson got cut, because Tyrell's the clear cut too. Yes, easily. So, yeah, you've got this this great possession guy in Antonio Brown who can do anything. He can do. He can be your deep ball guy. He can be your red zone guy. He yeah. can be your cross the middle guy, the route runner that breaks DB's ankles. He can do all of that. And then you add Terrell Williams, who he's a big play guy. He's got. He's one of the better big play guys that's underutilized in the league. This the Raiders, but, he, but he's more than that too. Yeah, I mean, the yes. guy has put a thousand yard season on tape, not from all deep balls. Yeah, I think he, Ty- he can play. I mean, he's a, he's a good receiver. Tyrell's really solid, but I think he kind of suffers from the fact he's he's on the Chargers and not very much primetime exposure with him. Right. Well, you and, got Keenan, and Allen, Keenan Allen. You've and had an Gates emerg- for years. And an emerging Mike Williams. Melvin yeah. Gordon and uh, Eakler that catch passes he's been, like crazy. He's been in the oversight, and people's, I think people actually notice him now, especially being in that market. I, I think so, too. It's... It's a I good think he was the next player off the board once one our uh, new draft. As soon as he signed, next player off the board. Yeah, somebody snap snap took him. Yep. So wish that would have been me. <laughs> me too. But that's me okay. too. I had him queued up. I'm like, all right, here's my play. So here's where do we play. think Tyrell Williams falls number wise? Wide receiver. He's going to be. A, he's going to be twenty twenty five is what I'm going to put him. I was going to say high end, high teens. Like I, think, I say, yeah, twenty to twenty five, most likely. I was going to say high end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two. That's where my range is. I like that. I can but to see me, that's that's right. Yeah, kind of right at wide receiver twenty five. Yeah, I like that high high end wide receiver three possibilities with sneak it into low low two. I like that. I, I mean, I, I'd lock him in at a high end wide receiver three. Like locked in, he's going to put up good. He'll get a spot at three. Yeah, good wide receiver three numbers. You won't feel bad about it. But I don't. I don't see him being at the top wide receiver two no. by any stretch of the imagination, but I see him getting into the back end wide receiver two. So, okay, so let's uh, let's move on. You let's talk about Golden Tate. Okay, you start off with Golden Tate. Okay, so Golden Tate now moves into the theoretical Odell Beckham Jr. role. Now, we've seen Tate absolutely be a monster with targets. Don't it's not the same game. We know that. You know, right. there's a lot of a uh, lot of jump. You know, a lot of high pointing that Odell Beckham can jun- uh, Jr. can do that most players in the league can't. Um, dude, Tate's a great route runner. He has some of the surest hands in all of football. I mean, the guy was basically perennial what hundred catches, ninety to hundred catches, and nine hundred to eleven hundred yards. It's, I mean, you look at him, lock him in at like five to nine touchdowns, like. The, and in PPR, which is what everyone should be playing because right. it's just the better way of playing it. In PPR, he was a monster, and I think he's got an opportunity to do that again because, it, I mean, do you think Sterling Shepard's going to be the answer there? I love Sterling Shepard. I was just talking to Neil about him earlier. Yeah. The answer Golden Tate is, like, on your roster or even when you go, say, you draft a new dynasty team, nobody's ever really excited about Golden Tate. Mm-mm. But the owners who have him on their roster love him to death. Yeah. And I wanted the Pats to pick him up so bad. It didn't happen. It would have been nasty. Because Pats need a wide receiver. And they, of course, re-signed Dorsett. Who cares? But I wanted Tate. And that's at least a step in the right direction for the Giants. So, but I still think they need a bigger guy. Somebody that's not Sterling Shepard. Yeah, you're right. They've got the extra pick now. Right. Assuming they don't go after a Josh Rosen. I mean, 17 is a prime spot to grab a... AJ, you know, 
They're talking about packaging those picks to have to get Haskins, though, and I don't like that scenario. Is A.J. Brown, is that who you're talking about? Yeah. And then there's Marquise, too, in there. I think that's what tripped me up. Hollywood? Yeah. Hollywood Brown. Uh, I mean, they're in a position to potentially replace Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, it's it's this isn't a bad receiver class. No, it's You don't know who the number class. one. There's no clear cut. This guy's going to be a stud number one. But if we look back in the past, what, six years, who has been? Who's actually been a lock, you know, a lock at the number one receiver that hit? Because um, I took Ridley, and that, that's, he, he's closest, closest, I think. Yeah, you're right. He's probably the closest you had as a quote-unquote surefire thing. But we also know his role walking in. He's number. He's wide receiver number he came, two on his own team. He came, he, well, yeah, he came in as a five-star in college and yeah. performed well. Then I was like, yeah, he's going to be a number two. Yeah. I, like, I definitely like the Tate signing uh, in New York. I mean, Eli doesn't throw a good deep ball anymore. So Golden Tate, perfect guy to throw in there. And are we going to be discussing Moncrief? Well, I, my plan was to start mm-hmm. out at free agent quarterbacks and work my way down. But since Arms uh, raped my show plan, sorry, we'll keep it. We'll keep it with wide receivers. So Golden Tate, Tyrell Williams, Fitz. We already know that he re-signed one year, eleven million dollar deal. That's old news. But we'll go right down the line. John Brown, uh, not one of my favorite receivers by any means. But signed a three-year, $27 million deal with Buffalo. What does this mean for John Brown? What does it mean for Zay Jones, Robert Foster? I actually liked Jones and Foster. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I personally don't think Brown hurts them that much. I think think Brown is the perfect deep ball guy. Robert Foster is a good deep ball guy. But I think Foster can be more. I like Foster and Zay. I think they can be more complete receivers, whereas John Brown is your your throw it up. I 100% agree. I think he's a great complimentary player that you have to account for. Like, it's not like you're rolling out, you know, some guy on crutches. John Brown's fast. John Brown's right. got pretty decent hands. He's shown the ability to get in the end zone. I think a couple years back he had a 10-touchdown season with uh, the Cardinals. Now, do I expect 10 touchdowns this year? No, because I don't think there's any receiver in Buffalo getting 10 touchdowns. Times but may change. Zay looked good towards the end of the year. Robert Foster looked really good towards the end of the year. I think the, there's a lot of upside in those uh, Buffalo receivers and Brown just takes a little bit of pressure off of them. I think it's going to be a really nice pairing having him and Beasley around. Yeah. Beasley cutting around on the inside. I mean, honestly, they have a viable four wide now, right? They have a viable four. They have they have a above average receiving core. I didn't say good. I said viable. Like, you, you have Zay. You have Foster. It's, it's not the Ravens wide receiving core. Yeah. Yeah. It's not seven tight ends and some guy on the outside you back groceries last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, Cole not, Beasley is an okay target, but to me, there's like, 50 other guys like him in the NFL. Let, let, let me same go, with same with John Brown. There's 30 other guys like let I, me, I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not excited about who they signed. Like I think it upgrades their team. I think their wide receiver depth just got better. But I do not. I don't want either one of those guys in fantasy at all. Impact wise, the only person this really helps is Josh Allen. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah, exa- I, yeah, I agree. If you're in a spot where you actually have to start Josh Allen too, which oh, is, that's every yeah. every week for me. You're, you're in bad shape. Dude's Dude. gonna rush for a thousand yards this year. I'm starting him every week. I mean, why not? Uh, he Depend, might. Depending on who I got. Like if it 
if I've got him and Mariota, you damn sure I'm rolling out as Josh a, Allen every I'll, week. I'll roll Josh Allen is bye week. As the Bills team as a, as, just, as a whole, I think they've obviously upgraded. But fantasy-wise, I don't see much happening. No, I don't either. And I, What the heck are they going to do at running back? Like you, you better they go grab you some Gore and Shady. You better go grab you some TJ Yeldon. You better go quick. grab you some shares and some walkers. He's available in wheelchairs. <laughs> you better get grab you some Centrum Silver if you've got Gore and Shady, because you've got what that all jokes aside, easily oldest running back core in the league, <laughs> easily. I mean, they came out no four. I think they, they're, 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 they're they'll probably get it done too. Their legitimate combined age, I think, is like sixty eight. I'm not even joking. Well, he's, no, I think he's 36 or 37 because right. he came out in 04. Who? Gorey's 35. 35 plus. I think, I think he'll be 30. He came out the same year as Fitz and Big Ben. Yeah. and they, Joe Montana. They, yeah, I Joe think, Montana. Same Namath. year. Gore will start the year 35. at 35 years yeah. old. 35. And Shady was, I think, 30 last year. <laughs> he turned 31. I believe he thir- turned 31 during the season, so he'll be 32 this like, season. I, I, I did not catch this story. Frank Gore promised to retire with the Niners an hour ago. Like next week? I mean, what? <laughs> no, I I think that just means when he's done, oh, he'll sign okay. a one day contract with the Niners. Gotcha. And... I was gonna say, wait, he's thirty five years. But you old, never know; he? he might play for him. They just signed Raheem Mostert. Uh, they signed. They they, they got, got Brita. They've Kevin got Kevin Coleman, okay. Brita, McKinnon. They saw somebody else too, didn't they? I think it was Mostert. I thought no, it wasn't Mostert. All the but yeah, we can go on there. Oh no, it was the other guy. The other the guy, other guy that played some snaps for him. I can't remember his name now, but on down the receiver list. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Surprisingly, the fact that Devin Funchess, the tight end that's playing wide receiver in the league, Tim Coleman. goes to the best tight end thrower, maybe of all time, in Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, if know. you look. You're talking about Peyton Manning was pretty listen. good at making tight ends relevant. Just throwing that out there. Uh, he, okay. Dallas Clark. Okay. Listen, uh, I can't Peyton, remember the other guy's name. Peyton Manning was good at making a tight end very good. Andrew Luck takes six of them, and he gives them stats on Sunday. So when he sees Devin Funchess's big-ass body out there, why don't He's you sign Calvin Benjamin while you're at it? He, that's exactly <laughs> what they need to do. A whole team of tight ends. For Andrew Luck to do whatever he wants with. I mean, honestly, at that point, you just be out of being shotgun and Marlon Mack just hand it to. I mean, you got blockers everywhere. It's it, like you have what twelve offensive linemen. Dude, this is seriously like this is the best analogy for an NFL porn ever. Luck and seven tight ends. I mean, it, it just doesn't get any better. That guy would be creaming at the mouth. With all, seven tight ends out there. All jokes aside, though, it, but we saw that in college, by the way, out of Andrew Luck. Yeah, like seven he, tight ends, or no? He he constantly uh, throwing. There's like three tight ends. Fleener, Kobe Fleener, Fleener, was one and of them. there was two other guys, like always peppering the tight ends. But is there any fantasy impact with Devin Funches? Like all jokes aside, Funches, I was really high on with Carolina. The last season was, of course, a downer. I think it's a, a misuse. I do see a, a better situation for him here, and I see numbers at least bumping up. It, they've got to pump up because I mean, he's not he's not your number one. I didn't want anymore. him to be number three half the time, but I had to start him. No, I'm talking about on that team because they still have oh, no, Ty. No, no. no. I will I will say one thing. I I am more apt to add Devin Funches to my team now that he's a Colt. I agree. Than I was than I would have when he was a Panther. I 100 so agree. If I would have gave pick uh, 301 for Funches before the trade. 
I will definitely give you two ten, and and back for him now. Oh yeah, I mean I, I like it for Funchess's fantasy value, and to me he's still wide receiver three though. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah he, he's definitely. That. I mean he's no, he's not no. he not a huge impact, but I will tell you, I mean big body, slow with decent <laughs> hands. I mean that's, yeah, that is Andrew Luck's big, that's lumber, baby. big lumbering guys. He's not real slow. No, he's 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 not terrible. The, the, it's just actually, man, didn't he run like a four seven? Like it, I, I'm pretty sure it was bad. So he's Elijah Holyfield slow. I think I, I think he I think they I'm not joking. I think they may have ran the same time. Let's put a number on him. I'm I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say that Devin Funchess is wide receiver thirty. I mean, that's about the range. That's that's a high side of that. I would like to put him higher, but it just I, depends I can't on, put him higher. I depends mean, on T.Y. Hilton's health. I'm putting, uh, you know, the back three quarters of wide receiver three. I mean, who's who's the Colts clear cut number two? He's a wide receiver four to me. But Probably Devin Funches, but who's 30. ever been relevant as the Colts with Andrew Luck as their number two? Like honestly, have they had anybody? Uh, yeah, I don't think. I mean, you've had Moncrief, you've had Chester Rodgers. Like, that's, uh, have they had anybody? My point is, Devin Funches anybody though? He's 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 somebody more than Dante Moncrief. This Art. is this is the best second option in the receiving core that Luck has had in quite some time. But they are. But is he going to get? Because he Luck does love the tight end, and he they will play three tight ends. Like there's no doubt about it. it Devin Funches does it really? <laughs> he's a pseudo tight end. Once so. again, he's the back three quarters of tight end three or. <laughs> Tight end three. He's a tight end two, actually. But he's a back three quarters of uh wide receiver three. Okay. And I'm talking sixteen teamer, by the way. Oh, we always talk sixteen teamer. So if you're thinking well, you're, if you're you, saying you're saying a thirty, that's a back end of wide receiver two. No. Yeah. Just, just listen, just because you have sixteen teams doesn't mean that everyone's second receiver falls into wide receiver thirty range. It, the math may seem that way, but it's it's not that way. He'd be a guy I'm, I'd be happy to have as like a bye week fill in for number three. I, I, that, exactly. That's his high end. Exactly. That, that's exactly how I would want him as as my my bye week guy. My four, main uh, yeah. four or five. He was my main bye week guy last year. I mean, yeah, but I I'd, I'd put him in with more confidence. He, yeah, he wasn't even that last well, year. Really, there's really no question about who's better at throwing the football between Cam Newton and Andrew Luck. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely his upside's much higher this year. Let's go to the next fella. Another signing I like a lot, Jamison Crowder to the Jets. The Jets let Jermaine Curse go. Best wide Ooh. receiver they've had in years. Oh, whatever. Robbie Anderson's the best wide receiver they've had in years on the outside. Robbie Anderson, okay. I Robbie Anderson is going to take it to a different level this year. Calling that right now. So he's going to get 750 yards this year. I mean, <laughs> calling it right now. Okay. Robbie Anderson. I, I will. Good year for Robbie Anderson. You put a, a, not, a good handed, shifty slot guy out there in Crowder. Bodes well for Sam Bradford. I really, I have like a really high disdain for the Jets. I really can't stand them. But they are, I, even for them, I, I want them to actually have a good receiver for once in their life. It's really getting old. Like they haven't had a Ew. good receiver since Wayne for bed. Why are you worried about the Jets? I'm tired of this. Is, I want Pats to have at least some competition in the East. Disclaimer for anyone listening: Neil, resident of the last two episodes, including this one. Just so you guys know, 
likes every single team in the every NFL. Team. He doesn't like the Raiders, but he thinks they could turn around to be a he playoff He has team. a jersey for every team, I think. He is a fan of everyone. Patriots mainly. Right. Then Bengals mainly. Then Seahawks mainly. Whoever has a Clemson oh, wait, Tiger. Right. Whoever has a Clemson Tiger on their team, Neil's a fan. Houston Texans. I mean, they got oh, yeah. Watson, man. Goes on and on. But yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, you got Lev Bell now in New York. We'll get to that. I don't want to focus on it. Sam Darnold. Crowder's on a better team with better players and a better organization, honestly, than Washington. He doesn't have a better quarterback, in my opinion, than what he had when he had Kirk Cousins. It's not the best quarterback he's ever had. Is my point. I, I do think Bradford at this point is better than, you know, one like Alex Smith. I'll give you that. But, but he's got a better team around him, is what I will say. But does Cousins make his money with slot receivers? Crowder got peppered a lot. I mean, when what receiver has not been no, kind not of peppered? What, what receiver has not been really the route runner type guy that he succeeded with? Uh, other, I mean, Djax, mm-hmm. he did for a minute there, but you had Pierre Garcon. That was a good quarter that time. And who else? Who else? I mean, that, that route runners. And that's who what else James did he have? Who was it? Who was it that they had Garcon and who was on the other side? Well, they had Jax here. DJX. Okay. So he has a decent anyways, squad. I, I I like I like mm. Jamison Crowder. I, I like the landing spot. I think it can only make him better. And I, I put him right there with the Funches thing. If he's my bye week starter. I'm okay with that. Yes, I'm okay putting him in on the bye weeks. I think he's. I think he's got a slightly higher upside than Funches. I'd actually maybe even put him at three. Very, very low three. But man, I'm going. Uh I'm not a Crowder fan though. As much as I think this is a better situation for him, like he is my number. He's a four for me. Like he's my guy. Who's I want him to be my first guy off the bench, maybe. Unless I have better options, but he's he's wide receiver four, high end wide receiver four, but a wide receiver four no less. I think they have a really good squad going forward. Really though, their offense is it's looking decent now. It's looking me. better, it is looking better. Couldn't look worse. No, it couldn't. Well, look it, worse. it definitely can. I mean, they act, they have a viable running game, which we'll get to in a minute. Hopefully, they don't stack the box on them like they po- probably can. So, Adam Humphreys. Next guy up. I I had such high aspirations for Adam Humphreys. I thought if he went to the Patriots, which now it comes out the Patriots were trying. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get Adam Humphreys. You know, a team like the Patriots, a team like Green Bay where he could have replaced Randall Cobb. But instead, he goes to Tennessee with Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill. Again, if Tannehill gets in, that's going to be his little Jarvis Landry. But that's yeah, Mariota is more than likely to play at least 70% of the games. 60 to On a 70. Good day. On a good day. And I just don't think Adam Humphreys is going to see the kind of volume that slots him in as a wide receiver three like it did last year. I tend to agree. I mean, you're talking about wide receiver purgatory. I mean, for the love of God, the the Jets will put up more wide receiver production and the Bills will put up more wide receiver production than what the Titans will. And that has nothing to do with the talent on the wide receiver core. It has all to do with the quarterback. Yeah, I, I fully believe that Corey Davis could have already been a star in the league had he been on a different team. Let's say, like, the, the receivers haven't really put up good numbers unless, like, Fitzpatrick was passing to him, right? Uh, 
uh, God, Miami sign fits magic. Do it for me. Yeah, but I, I, I'm a big fan of Humphreys, but that's kind of like biased because he's a, he's a tiger. But I, I would put him as, as a three currently. Man, I just uh, – if if Marcus Mariota throws 14 touchdowns a year. If he plays six games. If he knows? throws 14 touchdowns a year and seven of them go to Corey Davis, three of them go to Delaney Walker, like what kind of production are you looking at out of anybody else? You know, a swing pass out to, you know, Derrick Henry that goes to the house. like, And then Marcus Mariota's season's done based on production. It can't be the same year in and year out. Is this Whenever you're, when you're a bad quarterback, it can. Well, yeah, I'm going to have some faith in faith – and Vrabel, at least give him a chance. You know what I mean? He's a defensive guy, though. I understand that, but still, it's his team. It's not like... It's his team. And, and what did Mike Vrabel, Vrabel pr- uh, prove he wanted to do last year? He's Run things. the football. And I love it. He wanted to run... To the, they have to with Mariota. Exactly. He wanted to run the football. And what does that do for the wide receivers? A less and less opportunity, particularly if Derrick Henry shows up this year like he did at the end of last year. I, I think he actually will. I think his opportunities will actually be better now that there's actually decent receivers on the outside. I, th- I think if they feed I think he him, put up 60% of his season production in four games, the last four. Yeah, and I think if they feed him, they'll they'll get good results. But I don't know if we're I don't know if he's going to take that four game stretch. And you know, if you can bank 16 games on it, yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. But 12, 1300 yard season possible. Just feed him the rock. That's for Derrick Henry. He already, he already showed he's not the Adam Humphreys. He already showed he's the fastest running back in the league. I would one actually, time, I would actually think Humphreys may be the higher end receiver on that team, as far as fantasy wise, PPR wise. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll, I, I think he'll have more receptions than Corey Davis because the, the quick slants and crosses is a lot better with a running game like that. Okay, I, I think Humphreys can edge out Davis in. Receptions. I like Humphreys' talent, but I, I don't want there to be any like misunderstanding here. Right, I do we, like we don't like him. If he'd have went to. Almost any other team in the league, I would have a lot of hope for if, him to be a wide receiver too. If he went to New England, he might be a, a wide receiver one. You never yeah. know. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I, I won't say I like Humphrey's talent. I like Humphrey's work ethic. I, I think he's just—he's a hard-working slot guy. He's a hard-working wide receiver that gets open. Is that starting to be a trend with my Clemson Tigers though? Because Hunter Renfro is pretty much the same guy coming out. Hard-working I guy. I don't know. I don't watch that trash Dude, team. My favorite meme throughout the whole college football play, playoffs was uh in 1930 this is the first what sugar bowl since 1936 is the clemson tigers played in and uh hunter renfro freshman leading receiver with like 36 <laughs> yards receiving it's like that's that, that seems about right Dude, he's, he's the mcnamara of football another he's, signing i'm excited to talk about Dante Moncrief. You really sound exciting about the excited I, about this. I'm not joking. I am actually to me this is his best chance. He's only 25. This is Dante Moncrief's best chance to actually be a fantasy relevant wide receiver 3. The, the big question that I want to know is is he does he have higher upside than Washington does? N- no. Why I don't, does everyone I don't... discount Eli Rogers like he's trash? Because he's not that good. Yeah. He's just the He's Cole Beasley on the Steelers. I'm just saying, just let's not just crown him as the number three. And I'm not even sure. I like uh, Washington. I, I think Washington is going to have a monster year. But we don't know yet. Because how many times has Pittsburgh taken a shot on someone, a Lima Sweet and Marcus Wheaton? I'm not 100%. And I'm not on the James Washington train 100%. That's a 50-50 to me. No, I wasn't. I'm I'm impressed at 
how he fights for the ball at the point of the catch. I love James Washington. There, yeah, me too. I love the way he plays, but it doesn't mean it's going to translate. Correct. So, so I'm I'm not all aboard the James Washington trade. I actually just traded the only share that I owned for good reason. I got an upgraded another position from packaging two players. But I, I think Dante Moncrief has a great opportunity to steal the number two job away from Washington, at least for a year, <laughs> at least for one season. I think the veteran in Dante Moncrief mm-hmm. could possibly His peak is DHB's numbers last year. Ah. I think Washington and him might share I, similar numbers, which is, that's why I see it coming out of it. I've been a Moncrief but hater if it's with similar you. numbers. If they're both kind of sharing that wide receiver two spot, that's sixty or seventy catches. Well, that, yeah, it's nice. I see it. I see it being, you know, a, a positive for Moncrief. I think it's a great signing for him. I think Juju has a monster year there, but I, I think that the number two, you might end up with three wide receivers that put up wide receiver three numbers, but never a wide receiver two number, which we haven't seen for a while in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just think Moncrief and I, I, Moncrief is going to. Cut into James Washington a little more than if they hadn't signed a free agent wide receiver. Like I think Moncrief, Moncrief's talented. He had flashes last year with Jacksonville. His problem has been health, and he has underachieved. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have the talent a, to put it all together. Is it a one year deal? Is that what it was? Two. No two. two. Okay. Two year deal. I don't think the money's been disclosed. Mm, no. So it's probably like veteran minimum. It might be a little more than that. Uh, veteran minimum is what Dante Moncrief deserves. I don't know. There, there's people. There's people getting uh, like four million, five million a year, like Brashard Perryman. So he got way too much. Moncrief should should definitely at least be able to pull a couple mil. Brashard Perryman. <laughs> Brashard Perryman. Yeah. Tell me how excited you are about that one. Um. You know. Uh, listen, I'm not excited, but it's a better landing spot than Cleveland. He's got a chance to do something with Tampa Bay. Not fantasy relevant, but be a be a role play, player. Actually play. Yeah, be a role player on they're that down team. Two, they're, telling, they're down two guys now. So yeah, he's easily Deshaun's gone and, and Humphreys. Humphreys is gone. So you bring in Perryman and hope that everything's right in the world. Uh, Bucks on the Dallas lane. Philip Dorsett re-signed one-year deal with New England. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Corderell Patterson, two-year, $10 million deal with Chicago. That's uh, To me, that's for the return he's, game. He's the power back. <laughs> yeah. He's the power back in Chicago. No, I, 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 like that, I like that signing, but I think it's actually a little too high. You know what, though? Not for what it, he brings to the that's table. That's what I was It depends what they use for him, though. Like, yeah. Are they actually going to play him in five different positions? No, he, he's going to be a return guy. you got a former New England uh, staffer coaching that team. Yeah, I think they might use him in all the same I like. I, I love seeing him out of the running game last year. I thought it, it was sweet. It was nice. It, and he was surprisingly effective. Yeah, he was. Like, to, for a guy of his build to actually break tackles, it's not like Ty Montgomery who put on 20 pounds and, you know, Still couldn't break tackles. Like Cordell Patterson's like six foot one, 195 pounds, and you know you're like, I mean he's not good, but you, you're not disappointed with what he did. He was, he was a short yardage running back for crying out loud. That's <laughs> what, he really was. We need three yards. Let's give it to Cordero. <laughs> it was him, then Tom Brady, then like White. I like Cordero. I'm kind of surprised that New England didn't bring him back. Or if, if you're in one, of the, I know the leagues exist where you get like uh, return yards. Return yards. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, great fit because like he's going to get all of the return yards. 
I don't think they're going to play an Eddie Jackson on a punt and kick return. Well, even, well, even Edelman and Brown did return work. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Speaking of guys that look like Edelman, Danny Amendola signed a one-year, $4.5 million deal with Detroit. I think that's an okay replacement uh, in the slot. He's not going to do a lot. I, fantasy implications to me are minimal. But as far as a team standpoint goes, I don't think it's a bad signing. I think at most he could be a good presence in the locker room, but I don't. I really don't get to signing at all. I mean, I, I know Patricia knows him and all, but I don't. I don't see it being a net positive. Listen, I like Amendola as a person, and right. I, I like his work ethic. I mean, for what he is physically, he should have never made the NFL. But at the end of the day, he he outworked most people, and mm-hmm. had he's had a successful career, you know, up to this point. It's just what Matt uh, Stafford did we get? If we get you know four thousand yard Matt approaching five thousand yard Matt Stafford, he could have some relevance. But I think it's Galladay, Jones, Carry On, like there there's your production. Lions need a, a better prospect than him at the time. They should, they should have shot higher. I only want to talk about a few more because there's a handful that just is a waste of time to talk about. Like Tavon Austin. But exactly. <laughs> but but what I do like uh, that I'm looking at here is is one. Bruce Ellington to New England, that that to me is one of those signings that could be a lot better than anyone thinks. Bruce Ellington, Bruce Ellington has looked pretty solid everywhere that he's gotten an opportunity to play. He looked really good in the few starts he got with the Texans when Kiki Kuti was out. Mm-hmm. And if the he's a he's a Patriot guy, the Patriots can. Just run and get open, Bruce. And he kind of go get open. And he kind of had to write off his um, stint in Arizona too. Oh yeah, but, he, but he I'm, not, off. I'm not saying fantasy implications here. I'm not drafting Bruce Ellington. I'll probably pick him up for a dollar in one of my leagues as a watch and see and see if training camp they're like, okay, Bruce Ellington is going to catch a lot of balls in New England. I'll grab him for a buck and and see what happens. I'm not saying he's a bi-week receiver or anything like that. It's an interesting signing from a wide receiver depleted team. I, I mean, I like him a lot in in theory, especially especially going to the Patriots. But they have so many they have so many of those guys already, especially at the running game. Do they? And wide receiver, no. That's what I mean. I, but to me, James White. I mean, James White does it better than he does. Then they need two James White. Like, t- tell uh, what does he bring to the table? The he's not, he's the, not a good receiver. The Patriots need as many of those guys as possible because that's what the Patriots do. But they brought back Bolton. Bolton can catch some. They're not going to play him. He's going to be a special teamer. He's he's going to see play. No, he won't. Uh, all special I'm saying, I, I think I, I want to be excited about him because I don't like him. Like, I like you know how people get a, got excited. Well, about I'm here to squash your hopes and dreams. Chris Hogan, you know, not players like. A, just, Hogan's gone, so they have to find another yeah, guy. It's, it's but, another guy that you're going to be have high hopes for and be disappointed in. Oh yeah, more than likely. Like, but but they not, need they need that they need those guys. I would not spend the dollar on him. Oh, I, oh, I absolutely would. Yeah, I would. Glad to know I'm getting him in a couple leagues. <laughs> Good, you can have him just to watch. He'll probably get cut off my team, but I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a dollar. Give me a dollar to watch him. Carew. Oh God. Okay, so the next one uh, that I I like a little bit. You guys are going to murder me. Everybody that listens to the show is going to murder me. I don't Jordan care. Matthews. Bring it on. Kevin White to the Arizona Cardinals. Kevin White was healthy last year. Bears didn't play him. He walks into a new situation. This is a former first-round pick that mostly has his career has been derailed by injuries. If he's healthy, 
on a depleted Arizona wide receiver core that just lost J.J. Nelson. Uh, the law, they have Chad Williams, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald, who can't possibly play more than another year or two. He has Kevin White has a chance to go in, impress, and actually get some playing time. I like the signing again. First game he starts, he gets injured. Water's wet. Grabbing him for a dollar and waiting to see what happens in camp. Not expecting fantasy production, but I like the signing. It's it's taking a guy with talent and giving him a second. Do you remember chance. Denario Alexander? Yeah. Okay. Denario Alexander has more career production than Kevin White. Good for Denario. The the guy played like his mm-hmm. peak was like six games in a season. Kevin White is just He's not built for the NFL. And I love the guy coming out of West Virginia. I wanted him to succeed, but he just can't stay healthy. Here's what I will tell you. I'll, I'll pay the dollar for Kevin White. Right. What, is it, what is it with Mountaineer wide receivers, though? They haven't had a, one that stays healthy th- since uh, Jerry yeah. Porter. <laughs> I mean, but as far as like Barker saying, what we all can agree on is I like the landing spot. Probably the best landing spot he could have had. Yeah, that's why, oh, that, that's that's why you're, I you're right that. there. That's why we all agree. I think we all can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he, he. Here's what I will say: He is worth the ad for cheap. I'm not. I'm not sure how much they paid for him either. I've seen that yet. Well, I'm talking about in fantasy. No, so, I so if I have a seventy-five dollar budget, my peak might be two dollars. I say people. It might be actually hard to find him on free agency wires, especially in bigger dynasties, because people are holding on the hope with him. So I, I hold on hope to him too long. <laughs> But yeah, for a dollar or two, I might. Take I mean, a side it doesn't, doesn't cost a lot being on your IR though. If you get four IR slots, <laughs> yeah. that's wrong. Just wrong. There's guys that have, there's there's receivers that have broke out four and five years into the league. I, I just most think of that, them play before then, Barker. I just think that Kevin White has a, a good opportunity with a new team. It's that's like, all I'm saying. It's like Braxton Berrios with the Patriots this year. Are, are we talking like uh, what Charlie Rogers and Big Mike Williams? Whenever he had that resurgence, Big BMW. Last one. Maurice Harris, also a New England Patriot. Any receiver that New England signs, I'm at least going to look at it because they turn duds into studs. <laughs> it's a receiver or they, a, they, a returner. They took a quarterback from Kent State and turned him into a Super Bowl MVP. They need receivers pretty badly, too. Yeah, like, they really do. Really bad. Maurice Harris had flashes with Washington. Just saying, keep an eye on him in New England because New England can take a turd, polish it up. And sell it to Pawn Stars for millions. Bill Belichick got his gro- got his groceries back last week, and he threw underhand threw a cantaloupe to some kid, and he's going to sign him, and that kid's going to be the number two receiver on, on the team this year. Like they don't, I, they don't need. Honestly, they don't need a number two receiver out, they, they outside of, right now. Do they? They just want a Super Bowl, but they don't even have Hogan anymore, man. They, and they resign. I'm actually kind of scared because they, they have Edelman, they signed Dorsett, and they're signing all these, this, who cares guys, you know what I mean? And and that's one of them. Maurice Harris is one of those who cares guys. That's, exactly. That's who they do best with is the who cares guys. I really wanted Humphreys. I mean, but. You, know, you know what Maurice Harris is going to be? Cordero Patterson this year. That's a pretty he, good he, signing. He's, he's going to play some running back. I mean, honestly. that not. What the f- they did it with Cordell Patterson. He'll play some, some running back and returns. A like, strict wide receiver. Maurice Harris is not going to get snaps out of the backfield. I just think James White will see a lot more catches again. 
I honestly think they transitioned more to the running game this year with Sony right. Michelle. I agree. That's why I, I think I, about Bolden back too for that reason. For more I, depth I, I think the goal right now with the New England Patriots is, is to extend Tom Brady's career as long as they can, and the less hits he takes, which is why they drafted a running back in the first mm-hmm. round last year. The less hits he takes, the longer they have the most clutch quarterback to ever play the game. I love that they went back to the Corey Dillon, Lawrence Murray type of run game. I mean, I, and oh. Martins. I love. I would love that. Yeah, dude. but those guys were. I mean, those were bruisers. I mean, Sony Michelle has, has got more. Al- bump, Garrett runs. I love those. He's got more Alvin Kamara in him than any of those guys. Right. You know, like I'm not saying he's Alvin Kamara by any stretch of imagination, but skill set wise, it's a lot more favorable to Kamara than it is to Legarrette freaking Blunt. We got one hour on one position. Let's go to quarterbacks. Nick Foles, really the only one we're talking about, in my opinion. We can talk a little Teddy if you want, but Nick Foles, four years, $88 million deal with Jacksonville. He, I don't think Nick Foles is a Pro Bowl quarterback, but he is twice the quarterback at least that Blake Bortles is. So, If not more. If not more. I, I don't like how much money he got. I think that's a little bit ridiculous. It was a desperation play. I like Nick Foles for Jacksonville. Money aside, I like it. Three Money people at this table have better short yard accuracy or short pass accuracy than Blake Bortles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, everything's an upgrade from Blake Bortles. But just as a – this is no – who are they actually spending money on at Jacksonville right now? Nobody. So well, That doesn't mean you give a, a journeyman $88 million. I understand that. But it's a clear upgrade. I'm actually excited about the signing for him. I'm glad they're actually moving on. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, it – Here's what I will say. If they had Nick Foles two years ago, we may be talking about two years removed Jacksonville they Super Bowl champions. That game. Like, all jokes aside, they very well could have been Super Bowl champions because, I mean, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl that year. Possible. They really should have beat the Pats. They let off, they they let off the gas that game. Yeah, that sucked. That was heartbreaking. But I do like it. I, I think it definitely gets them back in the thick of things in the AFC Teddy Bridgewater broke Depp my signing. heart. Teddy Bridgewater broke my heart not once but twice. Ended up signing with New Orleans. And I'm not a big Bridgewater guy. I don't think he's like the end of Miami's problems. It's probably best they didn't sign him, to be honest. But I still just feel bad for him shunning his hometown team, basically. Yeah. And it, it just it's a testament to players not wanting he to play kept, in Miami. He just kept sticking the tip in. It's a couple times. <laughs> there we go. You know, oh speaking, God, speaking I got another marker here. Speaking my language. Yeah, there's a lot of teasing there. Maybe he, it's, it's probably good in the Maybe end. being a Florida State guy, he just a lot hated of the U so bad. Possible. Maybe he's like, you know what? Anything to stay out of Miami. Anything. I mean, I can understand if Gase was there, but Gase is gone. Like, Gase is gone, Teddy. Give us a chance. Teddy, please. Also, another reason behind the Jets because of Gase's offense. <laughs> Yeah, superstars he produced. Absolutely. Okay, so running backs, tight ends may have to wait. Lev Bell ended up where everybody thought he was going to end up in the beginning of speculation. Except, except for me. At the be- Well, I mean at the beginning. At the beginning of him being a free agent and after the season was over and cap space was analyzed, everybody kind of said, well, the Jets have the most money. He'll probably go there. And that's exactly what happened. He got a little more than the twelve million a year he wanted a year and a half ago. He got thirteen and a half, I believe, a year. Dude, it, it, it's it's beautiful justice though. 
Like sweet, sweet justice. I agree. Did you? Which I always talk about memes. I know I'm probably terrible with this, but the Gru meme was like: first off, we'll demand seventy million dollars a year, then we'll sit out a season, then we'll sign for fifty million dollars, then we'll sign for fifty million dollars. What? It's like, wait a second. The guaranteed money helps, obviously, but yeah. I yeah. mean, he still got kind of what he wanted but i don't know if i don't know if playing for the jets is what you want but the thing is like he's gonna be taxed more in new york so i mean it's just like no taxes that, up are astronomical that's true too but I, I i still think he's gonna be a top five to ten back i just don't think he's gonna be as successful there as he was in pittsburgh i mean i think it takes him down a half a notch but i don't think he can be I don't think he has a chance at number one overall with the Jets. I'll let you speak on this. I say low, the, the, uh, minimum probably a four or five, to, but I, that's why I put him out currently. He's a better than like Sam McCaffrey, Camaro, et cetera. You think he's better than Caffrey? No. Oh, I'm I'm saying, saying, I thought the, said he's a lot better. Least, I'm sorry. There's at least four running backs ahead of him. Yeah. So He's in the middle of the pack. Yeah, he, he's he's probably trending towards the back end of running back one. Because Zeke, Barkley, Camaro, Mack. Gurley, so still, yeah, so, I mean— yeah, I mean, I it more than anything, this is probably the low point of Le'Veon, definitely low point of Le'Veon Bell's, uh, Bell's uh, fantasy value. Yeah, it is. I still think it's good. Oh, uh, it's good value. I but still it is think the low he point. can get twelve hundred yards yeah. on, on the ground. I still think he can probably you know add something in the passing game. Forty receptions probably. I just I don't think the touchdowns come. I just don't think the touchdowns are what they have been in the past. I'm always happy to have the number six running back in, the, in my, on my team. Oh, absolutely. So. Absolutely. So obviously we know about Cream Hunt. We'll skip past that. Tevin Coleman. So Tevin Coleman, for all the hype that everybody's had about Jarek McKinnon, like I, I firmly believe that they just signed a little bit more successful version of Jarek McKinnon. I, I think they signed a less dynamic but more reliable. Like, I, I think his floor, Tevin Coleman's floor is safer than McKinnon's, but his ceiling isn't close, in my opinion. See, I I, I think they both have tremendous upside. It's both like, of them. They're both pretty explosive players, both fast, both have hands. They're going to be playing like four running backs on that team. I disagree. They're not going to stop playing Brita. I, I actually think that it wouldn't surprise me if they move on from Brita partway through the season. I'd be scared to start anybody from the Niners currently because, yeah. because they'll all be injured. Me too. <laughs> I, like, I don't like, want any Niners. Yeah, they have like four running backs right now. I, I honestly, I think Tevin Coleman gets a stranglehold on this job. And I don't stay healthy. I don't. I don't think Tevin Coleman is that great of a back. No. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Beretta leads him again. I don't think he's that great of a back either. I just think he's the best of the four. The four that we would, you know, even converse about. With I him, like Beretta a lot. Him, McKinnon, Beretta, and uh, Mostert. I like, like Beretta a lot. I just don't know if he is built to handle... Tevin Coleman is at least built to handle we're it. We're all all the same type of back, but mm. kinda more <laughs> more scat than power. All of them, right? And then Coleman, of course, has far less durability issues than the rest of them. Coleman's a little. Coleman seems to be a little more. I wouldn't call Coleman a scat back. I don't know. I, I think I think he I think he is a very average run of the mill. Running back that can catch the ball a little bit. I, to me, McKinnon's the the most explosive, dynamic player of the bunch. But he's coming off an ACL, so that it may not be that may not be the case. 
I mean, I think it's a good signing. I think you're silly going into the season with an injury-prone Bereta. Not by much. He just nicked up. It nicked up, yeah. But Which are everyone's McKinnon, I mean, you, you, I think it was a good signing. I mean, the more competition you have, the better. Yeah. Steel, sharp, and steel. Resigned Mostert. Mostert looked okay. I'm yeah. not sure what they gave up for him, though. Do you, do you know the numbers on that? He was free agent. No, but what, what, yeah, what so he's asking him? what they paid him. Oh, I'm not two sure. years, eight and a half. Okay. I, I, if, I might be wrong, but Coleman, I do. That's I, Coleman. He wants, that, I think he wants to Mostert. I'm maybe. sorry. Mostert. I uh, don't have his numbers in front of me. But um, I will say, I, I might be wrong with this, but I don't think he's even remotely close to what they paid uh, McKinnon. I thought that was the I might be the wrong one button. Yeah, I, I, I lost I, it. I, I must be the wrong one. There we go. I just don't see them like. I also see a signing making too much sense. They, they need help elsewhere, really. But it's cheap. Two years, eight and a half million dollars? Sign a cheap receiver. They, 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 they can have, still sign a cheap receiver. They don't, have, only... they don't have Garcon anymore. They, they, they got Jordan Matthews. Who cares about Jordan Matthews? They've got Dante Pettis, who looked fine. Didn't look great, looked fine. I think Pettis big, would be a fine receiver for him. Big, I think, big well, Pettis fan this year. I should probably, you know, hold out on actual judgment until Jimmy G actually starts playing. I should probably do that first. Yeah. Needless to say, the Niners have a crap ton of questions. Can Jimmy G be good again? Can Tevin Coleman be the guy? Can McKinnon come back if they don't trade him or cut him? Can Bereta take it? Can Dante Pettis do this? Can Jordan Matthews do that? Can Kittle still be Kittle's a stud? Kittle's the only. Kittle is, uh, he's the, constant. He's the only thing that's a sure Now, thing. Here's, here's the question mark, though. Other than, what, the five, six-game stretch they had with Jimmy G and Kittle? Like, what, did they, what chemistry do they have? Kittle's thank, a stud this year. Thank you, Chris Foster. Mostert, one year, 2.025 mil. Who was a Giants tight end that you was a really big fan of? Uh, Shockey. No. In between, Shockey. No, after Shockey. The, the, after Shockey, the, yeah. Before Ingram. Another big tight end white guy that you always talked about all the time. Oh, man, who was that? You're right. I don't remember. Uh, I, I hurt my feelings, but this is kind of like. You guys keep going. I'll that's find a new him. Kittle for me. For you, like, you like Kittle like that much as this that Giants tight end. Dude, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Kittle's tight end number one for me this year. <laughs> I can't think of that dude's name. But he was high on him. He had like an insane first season. Then he went to the Patriots and did nothing. Did he love Larry Donnell? It wasn't Larry Donnell. <laughs> no. I, after Shocky, man, I can't really think of who it would be. You guys actually did a video one time and posted on YouTube. I remember you mentioned him. But uh, we can move what? on, though. We'll think about it. I don't know. There was Shocky, Red Ellison. Larry Donnell, Daniel Fells, Jake Ballard. That's it, Jake Ballard. Was it Jake Ballard? I wasn't huge on Jake Ballard. I don't man. remember that. I've never knew. Like, I've thought he could have been okay, but I've never been confident. I think I remember everybody getting on La the Larry Donnell train for a minute. What about the Fells? He had four touchdowns in a game, I believe it was. It literally did. Maybe that was Donnell. One of them had four touchdowns in this game, and that was his season total. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Mark Ingram. Three years, $15 million deal with Baltimore. I love the signing we kind of talked about earlier, how this helps take them to possibly the next level. Mark Ingram's no joke, dude. Mark Ingram can run the ball. Still. Still. He's 29. Uh, they smartly only signed him to a three-year deal instead of more. I think three years is kind of perfect, especially if that third year they can get out of it. I didn't look at the, the contract, but I imagine they probably have an out in that third year. And uh, I, I love Ingram. I, this offense is going to go through Lamar Jackson in the running game. 
And Ingram's the perfect guy to hand the ball to 20 times a game and set Lamar up for a little play action. Talked about it during last episode when we were talking about rookie running backs, incoming rookie running backs. What do they like to do? They like to have a bruising, tackle-breaking yeah. kind of guy, a la Jamal Lewis. We, we all talked about it, man. Like, Jamal Lewis, we miss that type. And, there, here we, and here we have here we Mark freaking Ingram who can do it. Now, I don't think he's as explosive as Lewis was, but he's about as close as, as was available in free agency. Yeah, and then if you could add a Devin Singletary or a Justice Hill yeah. to that, imagine Justice Hill oh. as the complimentary back to Mark Ingram. Nasty. Yeah, I Nasty. mean, it's you got New Orleans 2.0 just at the running game. <laughs> at the running game. At the running game. Ingram, Justice Hill. That, they, they could be setting themselves up to be a multifaceted offense, and that's kind of exciting if you're a Baltimore fan, which I'm not. You got to get some wide receivers to be multifaceted. <laughs> I mean, you got several tight ends. I mean, it's, it's almost like co- the Colts Junior with all the tight ends they've got. But a, a four four wide receivers. I mean, they mean four tight ends, never wide receivers. Yeah, the Gummy Gators reign sure was. Oh short. man, I hated that though. Sorry, but, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Man, uh, not, not my bad. Country, but I'm not, not even upset about trading that, and that's the reason I made that trade. Um, I I traded. Uh, Gummy Gator, so Gus Edwards and James Washington, who I think is going to have a great year, just to clarify, for Carry On Johnson. I forgot that Gus is even considered now. I'm I'm, really, I'm glad we're past that. Yeah, but Gus was good. I mean, he wasn't great. He was effective. He was good. But, but that's the kind of guy you don't know if he can do it year in, year out. It's kind of like Alex Collins. Like, yeah, you, you got caught you a little lightning in a bottle, but it wouldn't shock anybody if, if Gus averaged 3.7. This what? year, Kerry. Rob right? Kelly, you know, like all, exactly. all the guys that Washington had that was like a 1,000 to 1,200-yard back, but none of them caught a ball. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, man, they, they were great. I mean, they had 10 touchdowns, but they caught 12 passes. Listen, <laughs> truth of the matter is eventually a, a big full-size running back is going to get fat. Yeah. I mean, that, that muscle is going to slowly turn into some some lard, and I guess the gummy gators going to slow down well, a little bit. How do you feel about Ingram uh, fantasy-wise, though? I mean— I I like I think Ingram is ten pointer twelve pointer. Uh, I, he's a, he's a top format, he's a top twenty back in my well opinion. even in PPR he's not he's not exactly going to blow you out of water PPR but so. he, fifteen to twenty is he where can I catch got him. the ball though I mean if you look at his stats in New Orleans it's not like he was yeah. completely irrelevant oh, he's not a net, no so I mean not every team has an Alvin Kamara you know what I mean it's, I'm not saying that he's going to catch ninety balls but it wouldn't surprise me if he got forty forty five balls. And got into the back end of the top ten. It just all depends on who they sign as help or how. Or yeah, that's, that's what I see currently. Uh, that, now, if Buck freaking Allen leeches a bunch of catches from him, that that'd be a, an issue. He's a free agent. Yes. You and your Buck Allen train. I hate Buck Allen. On to Mike Davis. Mike Davis, twenty six year old, looked good with the Seahawks last year when given the opportunity. Two year, six million dollar deal with Chicago, and in my opinion, if they can trade Jordan Howard. This is a really good replacement, a really good cheap replacement. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Cheap. It's a good cheap replacement, uh, and it, and it's a guy that I I fully believe in for 15 carries a game. I fully believe Mike Davis can be effective with 15 carries a game. You, every, Fantasy implement implications, nothing crazy. Everything you could have expected out of Jordan Howard, Mike Davis can do. Yes, possibly better. I see Howard. I see, I see Howard not being there. I, I agree. Nah, I agree with you. Go I, I'm operating under the assumption Howard is not there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just got rid of Davis for a second rounder, at a two twelve actually. 
Davis or Howard? I just got rid of Davis for okay. that. I actually think Davis might be okay, but I really don't see I don't I don't see them going in going into the season with those two currently. I don't I mean, see I, no, Jordan Howard's got it. Jordan Howard I, has I'm to not, go somewhere. I'm not saying Howard. I'm talking about just having Davis and Cohen. I think they're going to draft a running back. That's what I'm saying. I don't oh, see, yeah. You get rid draft. of Jordan Howard, and now you've got a cheap Mike Davis. That's why I'm not I – mean, I want to, I actually think I, – I like Davis because I liked having him and Carson last year. But I don't see them they're, – they're, they're going to draft the running back. I mean, what would not surprise me in the least if they, as I talked to him, talked about on last year, I believe it was Elijah Holyfield. You know, they get him at, for cheap in the draft. You know, somewhere second, third round could could get a Josh Jones based on their draft position. Like, why not? Yeah, a lot of teams that already have a backfield set in place are still going to take a running back. Josh Jacobs, isn't it? I yeah. said Josh Jones. That's okay. It happens. Uh, next on the docket, Adrian Peterson re-signed. You got him five mil for a couple years. Good job, AP. Uh, and, and that's Geis insurance. Insurance. It, it's Geis insurance, and that's that's it's Geiso. Save <laughs> save more on your save more on your running backs with Geiso. I mean, it, it's it's very simple play. It only takes fifteen minutes. You, the the money they're paying him, they're assuming Geis is going to be able to play. But if he can't for the first four or five games, or isn't quite right. They've got Adrian Peterson there for, I mean, realistically, for next to nothing. Yeah, he'll carry the ball a little bit for him. Yeah. It'll work out just fine. And I I think once guys sees the field, gets to, you know, complete full game speed strength, I think guys three down back never never lets off the gas. That's right. If you didn't like Washington when they were losing by 35, don't jump on the bandwagon when they're losing by 25. Amen, Reverend. Amen. Next up, Neil. Wish you were a part of this one. He had to he had to take a restroom break. But Latavius Murray, the cheaper replacement for Mark Ingram. And I think this is a good signing. Not I don't think he's as good as Ingram. Not even close. This this says Kamara's getting about five more carries a game than he did last year. That's what it says to me. It says that Latavius Murray is gonna carry the ball a few less times than Ingram. And Alvin Kamara is going to get a few more carries every game, which is music to Kamara owners' ears. Yet at the same time, they're not going to wear him out. They're going to wear Latavius Murray out here and there. And it's a great signing, in my opinion. And sell those Latavius Murray shares while you can. Yep. Because after the first two or three weeks, they yeah, may be worthless. They may be worthless. But right now, they're worth a little bit. I'll tell you right now, the, the, the value on Latavius Murray is handcuff value. Like that's what I that's what I would be willing to pay for Latavius Murray. I want the handcuff for Alvin Kamara. That is it. I don't think he's going to have a huge fantasy impact. No, and, and we know that they like to run multiple running backs in New Orleans. I, I get that, but he's not Mark Ingram. He's not the tackle tackle breaking machine. The the bowling ball that Mark Ingram is like. Mark Ingram's built like, you know, like he, he's a brick shit house. I mean, the right. dude is built for durability, and Murray just. He, he's I mean he's a six foot one upright running back. Solid. He doesn't dip. run low. You know what I mean. He, he's a giant target who weighs twenty pounds less than Mark Ingram. I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have him unless it was a handcuff. I, I handcuff did price. move. I did move one of my only shares of Latavius for Devontae Parker this evening. It's good Fair. Move. Fair. Yeah. Uh, him and Teddy Bridgewater actually for Devontae Parker. Why wow, you should feel ashamed of yourself? Take shots. <laughs> Got to take shots. Devontae Parker's a turd too, but. He, <laughs> He might be able to turn it around without Adam Gase breathing down his neck. Who knows? Uh, Carlos Hyde, one-year, $2.8 million deal with KC. I think this has very little impact on Damian Williams. 
All, all uh, it tells me is they're not drafting a running back. Solid depth signing, and I think they still draft a running yeah, back. Yeah, they, they, they still draft a running back. I think Damian Williams looked fine. I'm not saying they draft a running back in the first couple rounds, no. but they still grab a running back. There's going to be some really high upside guys available in the fourth you're and right, fifth. You're right. Absolutely I, I'm right. Saying, I'm saying right now, if, if the Chiefs took like somebody in like the late rounds, like five, six, seven, I might draft that running back highly. I'd draft him above Carlos Hyde. Well, I was about a rookie draft. I know, but if, if we were talking about a wide-open draft, rookies included, right? taking above Carlos Hyde. Let's get on to the most important thing. Zach Zinner, I'm I don't just even kidding. Know who, I don't even know who the guy they would draft is, but I'm taking above he, Carlos he, Hyde. It could be anybody. Oh, me too. But Zach Zinner, just kidding. Tight ends, uh, C.J. Uzma, three-year, $18 million deal with Cincinnati. This kind of cements him in as the starter, I believe. Fantasy implications, I don't like him any more this year than I did last year. I mean, Talia. It's Talia. Talia. He's he's Talia. He's a bad. He, he's not a bad tight end. He's a below average tight end on a team that doesn't utilize the tight end a ton. It's a wait and see situation for me because they actually are out from under Lewis now, so it may be totally different. Nick Boyle resigned three-year, eighteen million dollar deal with Baltimore. Fl- blocking, blocking tight end. This is this is uh, Mark Ingram's. Road paver. <laughs> the fourth tight end on their depth chart. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Got to have four good ones if you're Baltimore or Indy, <laughs> Touché. which Touché. ironically used to both both of them used to be named the Colts, Baltimore and Indy. Mm-hmm. So little little history lesson for you kids. Also, teach your kids about never mind. And <laughs> Jeff Hureman signs a two year nine million dollar deal re ups with Denver. Uh, okay, Demetrius Harris. <laughs> Demetrius Harris. Uh, two year, six million dollar deal with Cleveland. Okay. Jesse James, four year, twenty eight and a half million dollar deal with Detroit. That's a lot of money, yeah, Jesse a lot James. Of money. If it's a lot of money Matt to Stafford go be irrelevant. Knew, if Matt Stafford knew how to use a tight end, I would love this this signing. He just doesn't. He well, never has. You know what blew my mind though? In looking back on Eric Ebron with the Lions, he did have a couple top ten finishes. Talia. I know. Talia. I know. But it's not out of the question to think that Jesse James can finish in the top ten tight ends. Here's what I will say: is they don't not saying go grab him. They don't have the target monster in Golden Tate that they had before that. Nope. So I mean, we might actually see a relevant tight end for Detroit. Is it the outlaw? Um, the outlaw Jesse James, baby. I'm I'm not banking on it. Like I, I I'm comfortable with him as my tight end too, but. I don't want to start. Where's, him, where's the money to. at in Detroit where they can waste seven mil on Jesse James? <laughs> uh, cool, cool name. That's like the biggest maybe, question maybe, I have. Maybe they're but, like, Jesse James is going to get Matthew he, Stafford I mean, he's, back to, to relevance. He's 24 years old. He ne- he never looked bad with Pittsburgh. He's not. It's not that. It's, it's seven mil a year. I understand. But what I'm saying is he never looked bad with Pittsburgh. And then all of a sudden, Vance McDonald, you know, stiff arms a guy or two into, onto the uh, injured reserve. And it's like... <laughs> We don't need Jesse James anymore. You know, like, he's a fine tight end. It's just the tight end landscape is atrocious. I mean, it, it just is what it is. And I think Jesse James, as you said, he could approach top he, could. he He absolutely could, and especially without Golden Tate there. Speaking of almost as much money, the Tomb Raider, Tyler Croft, got three years, $18.75 million from Buffalo to go compete with Jason Kroom. Kroom and Croft, attorneys at law. And he would have probably been better suited to be in the intern. No, I'm just joking. Actually, I mean, it's an upgrade from Charles Clay. Yeah, who signed a uh, one-year $3.25 million deal with Arizona to be their uh, tight end, too. 
Are you a practice squad guy? Pracky, bro. Pracky. little pracky. Jeff Swain becomes the starter in Jacksonville with a one-year undisclosed deal. No, No, I don't want to say, like, we've talked at length about, um, who'd you say? Swain. I don't see that being, I don't see him being number one there. They're all mediocre. It's an undisclosed deal because he got, like, you know, some coupons to sign there. I mean, (laughs) it's because nobody cares what Jeff Swain's going to do. The the only one, as we kind of roll down the list, that has any sort of intrigue, and I'm not even sure I'm intrigued with it, is Dwayne Allen to Miami, and <laughs> blocking tight end. But they paid him they paid him three million to do it, three a year to I, block. I mean, that's still better I, than Boyle. But I think Gasecki's the move guy for you know. So, is there a possibility of him having some relevance? Maybe, but unlikely. Dwayne Allen could catch I, a few balls. He, he, I think he'll see a lot of play. Yeah, he, he'll be on the field a lot. Yeah, fancy wise, no. I mean, I love Dwayne Allen. I'm saying, but it's an improvement to their team. And te- fancy wise, no, definitely not. But he will be on the field a lot. Whoever their eventual running back is, whenever that all shakes out, that's going to help them. Two more things: Who is Scott Simonson? Because I don't know. No, nobody cares. I, it, it's rare that I see a name and I don't know right. who it is. But Scott Simonson, I don't know who you are. If you'd like to come on the show and you hear this, give me a call. But I don't know who you are. No, he's not doing anything else right now. So call me maybe. Hey, Scott Simonson. Who the hell are you? Here's my number. Call us maybe. No, Scott, I'll be honest with you. We'll probably decline your call. <laughs> like that's, just, just That's be, horrible. Just being straight up. Just wait if you call. If that my came God. up across my caller ID and it's like Scott Simonson, I'm like, I haven't been in an accident. Where are these attorneys calling me? <laughs> <laughs> hang up. Did, uh, did you guys know Mercedes Lewis still played? Yeah, he's one of the seventy-five um, tight ends there. Yeah, he uh, Green Bay, new 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 home. Aaron Rodgers hashtag irrelevant. Aaron Rodgers to Mercedes Lewis for four touchdowns uh, in a uh, game uh, over and under over or under one in a game. <laughs> I'll take the under. <laughs> I'll take the under. Excuse me, over under one and a half. I'll take the under. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's end this thing with uh, out of all the free agent acquisitions, who who are you going after in fantasy? After all these acquisitions, there's still more to come. There's another wave of free agency coming. Uh, I'm gonna guess that that starts in the next day or two, and it's technically gonna be wave three. But out of all the guys, who do you want to add to your team? Arms. All right. There's not out a, of these new signees. Not a quarterback. Obviously, I'm going to go after uh, Le'Veon Bell. I, I'll be honest with you. You're going to go out. You're going to pursue him. I would pursue Le'Veon Bell, not for Le'Veon Bell's historic price, but I would try to acquire Le'Veon Bell if I could. I mean, he. I I know the argument. He was off a year. He was also off a year. Like he doesn't have a year of wear and tear on him. Um, I like I I like uh, Tevin Coleman, and probably. Well, probably my number two actually would be Ingram uh, at running back because I like I think Ingram's going to have a, a really nice year. He's, he'd be easier to acquire too because I still think pass production will still keep Bell's price exactly the yeah. same. It, it's going to be it's going to be too high for the potential floor that he has now because right. his floor before was just his top five production. Now his floor is like fifteen. You know he could fall pretty drastically with a bad Jets team. If you all of a sudden you're stacking the the box on the Jets, what's Le'Veon Bell going to do? Because you don't have to account for any receivers. Once Oakland cut Jordy Nelson, I am all aboard the Tyrell Williams train. 
because mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's going to cost you a lot. I don't think there's owners out there wanting a first for Tyrell Williams now. I think you could get him for 201 to 205. I think you could trade a couple assets like Latavius Murray and a Cole Beasley and possibly acquire Tyrell Williams or a John Brown. Tyrell Williams, definite target for me. And uh, little-known Scott Simonson. I I I really think that he could be someone you could I'll take acquire a, a off waivers. Free agent Michael Crabtree over Scott Simonson right now. I think not have a team. I think you could take Scott Simonson off waivers, and and I think you could drop him and feel good about yourself that you did Scott Simonson a favor and had him on your fantasy team for a couple hours. He'll get more play. Give, it, give us a call, Scott. Give us a call. We're an irrelevant you know, podcast. Hey, Scott, You're an irrelevant football player. Scott, let's make some magic you know happen. Text us so because we're going to screen your call. We don't know who you are. Just text us. Let us know that we talked about you on the show and you want to. Talk. Um, I, I will say another one for. I don't think he's going to be terribly expensive. I actually think Tate has a decent year too. Like he's the de facto number one now in on a team that's been proven to have an effective de facto number one. Yeah. Th- you might actually get him cheap because it's a scary situation. That's that's my thought on him, and, and I'm I'm not saying I'm going to give a first rounder, even though this is a, a rough rookie draft. Two oh four and back. If I can get Tate for two oh four and back, absolutely. But like 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 you mentioned, I would gun after Ingram. Oh, you know he's going to get the Brock. Yeah, you know he's you know he's he's going to get this ten to fifteen points, and he's going to be the most effective back. I don't think there's any question that Gus Edwards is going to you know eat into Ingram's carries. Collins is no longer there. Uh, Buck Allen at this time is no longer with that team. And, I mean, I don't even know if they are even going to sign or uh, draft a running back this year. Reason I'm trying to give you the finger twirls to get it moving a little bit. Let's very quickly, without conversation, I don't give a damn why you're you're saying this. I'm going to start naming names. All I want out of you is a prediction for the team that they sign with. No explanation. I know it's going to be hard for you arms. Yeah. But Raiders, don't, Raiders, don't do it. Raiders, Raiders. Okay, uh, and I, I'm just going to go through some of the bigger names left in free agency. And to me, this is a big name, bigger name, because he had a huge start to the season last year. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Actually, I think he goes to Dolphins. Dolphins. I agree. Okay. Uh, on down the list, Marshawn Lynch. Does he come back? No, I believe he stays. You think he stays in Oakland? Yes. I agree. I, I think he, he, he I think stays. He, signs, or he stays and retires. I think he signs a one-year deal with Oakland. Jay Ajay. Jay Ajay. Maybe back in Tampa Bay, or maybe in Tampa Bay. Excuse me, not back in Tampa Bay. Eagles. You think he resigns with mm-hmm. Eagles? Tampa Bay's got a rough running back situation. Mm. I'll go with Tampa Bay with arms. T.J. Yeldon. The Oakland Raiders. Hmm. I'm saying Houston Texans. I'm saying Ravens. 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 They need. They need a. They need a pass catching running back. They, they do. By that. They do. Which leads me to. I was, thinking, Mo- I was thinking the Raiders as a potential starter. Ty Montgomery, because technically he was the pass catching back in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be now, but Ty Montgomery. Buffalo Bills. I can agree with that, but it also depends on the shady situation, which we don't know about yet. So, Minnesota Vikings for me, Ty Montgomery. Okay. Uh, C.J. Anderson, Rams. Yeah, resign. Rams. Spencer Ware, Chiefs. I can agree with that. I'm gonna go Miami on Spencer Ware. They lost Frank Gore. 
Uh, Spencer Ware's probably his market is cold, and Miami think, hasn't spent any money. I'm I think gonna his go market's with cold, and that's the reason he has to resign with the Chiefs. Someone familiar, Isaiah Crowell, retirement. <laughs> you, uh, I have no opinion on this. Montreal one. Alouettes. No opinion on Isaiah Crowell at all. Canadian Football League. <laughs> He's gonna find work somewhere, but I can't really think. Of yeah, something. in the CFL. I'll go Raiders. The AAF. I'll, I'll go Raiders on Crowell. <laughs> just for you, arms. I'll slip my wrist. Just for you. Uh, then we've got Jordy Nelson. Does he sign anywhere? I think he, I think he's gonna find a landing spot pretty quick. I think he goes home. Baltimore goes, I, goes home to the Green Bay for nothing. Baltimore. Randall Cobb. I hope he's a Patriot. Uh, Tampa Bay. That's a good spot too. I, I I think New England will smarten up and bring in Cobb. Also a cold market, probably be able to get him cheap. Mm-hmm. Michael Crabtree. The New England Patriots. Michael Crabtree? Yes. That'd be a great landing spot. They need a type of receiver. I don't hate that at all. I'm a freaking guru. What can I say? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I wouldn't go I wouldn't go quite that far. Same. But you know the other the other spot I have in my mind for him is uh Detroit. They can use that too. For Michael Crabtree? Mm-hmm. Hmm. They don't have any money for anybody. They can't afford anybody. He's not signed. He's 31 years old. I mean, and they signed a bunch of guys for like for 500 million dollars, whatever it is. I'm ever exaggerating, but I don't know where they get money from. I'm gonna go Bears. Bears lost Bellamy. They lost Kevin White, uh, Michael Crabtree to the Bears for me. So they lost nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so wrong. Does any Does anyone sign Chris Hogan? He'll find work. I can't think of somewhere he'd go. I think he goes the, back to Miami. He was a practice sus- squatter in Miami. I think Miami. He was a, he was a product of the system. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Last one on the receiver side, Chris Conley. He, whoever whoever gets Chris Conley is going to be more excited than like than what the numbers show out for Chris Conley. Redskins is my my yeah. guess for Conley. And you know what? That's a good one. I'm actually going to go San Fran though. Okay. Tight ends. Last one before we sign off. Jared Cook has yet to sign. Where is Jared Cook going? Back in Oakland. Yeah, I say he started. He actually looked decent. I think he stays there. He's most relevant years of his career is in Oakland. Hmm. I I I think if Oakland was going to re-sign him, I think that already would have happened. Well, I think I think they're like fine. Test the free agent market. Yeah. Here's our offer. I think until Will Disley comes back, Seattle makes a splash and, and grabs Jared Cook. Why can Cook go to like the Jags or he'd be a clear cut number one instead of like the Jeff Swain? <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of Jeff Swain. <laughs> Dear God. Jared Cook should have already been on the Colts. He should have already been the tight end one on the Col- the tight end two on the Colts. And they wouldn't have made room either. They just, Wait, they just attacked five tight, guys there. Tight end one B to Ebron's one tight A. Tight end one Z? I mean like the Colts are rolling out a 53-man roster, including 26 tight ends. Chris Foster says Cook to the Saints. That that's what I've seen the they most. They need the tight ends. It's not so. terrible. No, it's a. It's not. I've seen the media talking about it, but it hasn't happened yet, and I wonder why. So I'm going to call him somewhere. Else. I mean, hey, he, six foot five, six foot six, big target. They could use someone other than uh, my, uh, Michael Thomas. You're right. Good good fit. You boys ready for that magical button? Let's do it. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.